Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a, is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the anime series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan. I'm the lifelong fan who's familiar with pretty much all aspects of the franchise and the fandom. While Ed here, he's familiar with Transformers, but it was really nothing, something, not really something he was into when he was younger. So I thank you so much for joining us again this week. And uh, Ed, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, So there was a funny thing in an episode of Beavis and Butthead where they're watching this video by a band called Screw. That's a S-K-R-E-W, Screw. Huh. But it's not Screwdriver. It's not the, it's not the Nazi band thank unicron <laughs> um so they're watching this band and it's just some boring industrial metal and beavis asks is this white zombie <laughs> and butthead goes uh might as well be and beavis freaked out and he went what marcus welby what <laughs> And I, when I first saw this when I was a kid, I was I, I was dying laughing. I was like, "That's very funny, Mark." That's a Marcus Welby reference. You don't you don't always get that in uh, in dumb cartoons about two metalheads. You know that was pretty funny. Uh, so for years, like, to, and when I say for years, like to this very day, uh, a certain circle of friends and myself will say that when you could answer with "might as well be," we'll say Marcus Welby, like, like "Hey, where's this pizza from? The dumpster." Like, no, man, it's from Little Caesars, so Marcus Welby. Oh, barely. So, I'm, I'm not in the circle of friends because I've never heard this before. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you've never heard. You know, what's funny, though, is um, I was going through some Facebook posts uh, today and I found uh, one where you asked me something and I actually res- responded with Marcus Welby. And that was like four weeks ago. So I actually have hit you with Marcus Welby in the past. I probably just thought you were having a stroke or something. I don't know. Well, that's entirely that's uh, yeah, that's fine. too. Um, so but see, but you ask yourself or you yeah. ask, you're saying, why is Ed going off on this tangent about um, about 1970s uh, television doctors, Beavis and Butthead episodes? And uh, well, here's why. Because we have arrived at yet another episode of the Transformers written by two people who are not in the inner circle of Transformers writers. Yeah. This is two new writers who I who I had not seen before. And spoiler for the next oh, 200 uh, episodes of the show, they I don't believe that they're going to show up again. So this is a one and done for uh, for these two writers. Um, so and and they don't these types of writers don't have a good track record so far that the last time the last episode was uh two unknowns and that was a real that was a real boring and real dull episode it was it was no good uh so this is written by sylvia wilson and richard milton mm-hmm. and uh guess how much i found out about sylvia wilson how much did you find out zero i found nothing about sylvia you wilson didn't realize that she's where... a published writer I, I see i found that but i don't think is that the same person there is actually two Sylvia Wilsons. Uh, yeah, there, she did write novels, and mm-hmm. uh, the Sylvia Wilsons also done some published works. So it's uh, it was very very spotty. Depends on where you looked, you can find out what she what she did. Now I didn't find out much of what she did, but uh, yeah, okay. she actually she did some novelizations uh, in the eighties. Uh, not not a whole lot though out there about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Milton though, he's a writer on Darwinism. 
No, 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 no. That's a different guy. Oh, so, okay. Well, that's, here we that's go. A different, that's a different uh, Richard Milton. I found that guy too. Oh, okay. different guy. Because yeah, there's a Richard Milton who is apparently thinks science is is the devil and thinks that, uh, and he's very anti-Darwinism, uh, very anti-evolution. And this is a different Richard, uh, Richard Milton. Um, well, this, I mean, yeah. Marcus Welby. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Welby. Um, this guy, though, um, who he wrote and directed a bunch of uh, 1970s uh, grown-up TV, like oh, nice. uh, like The Incredible Hulk and oh, really? Marcus Welby, MD. Um, so, <laughs> so these were shows that would come on like after something that you watched. These came on after The Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so when you saw that intro, you knew when you were a kid, that it was time for you to get out of that living room and go play with toys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, oh, man, here comes Cagney and Lacey coming on TV. I'm going to go. I got to go play with my Micronauts or something yeah. like that. There's this great, but, uh, this is great thing. There's a, there's a Tom Way song. He looks just like Cagney. You know, every time he says that, I think he's going to say Cagney and Lacey. But it's like, uh, uh, sounds like Rita Hayworth is the next line. Oh, he's talking or, about Jimmy, uh, James Cagney, I guess. Yeah, James right? Cagney, yes. Oh, yeah. And every time I hear that, that line, I think uh, in Lacey. Because Cagney we time. <laughs> right yeah exactly that show was all over tv yeah but um but see if you had responsible parents then yeah. it, when those came on you knew it was time to go to bed so like if it's a school night and you see johnny carson's gold curtain come down oh then yeah you're like oh I, you may as well just give up and go put you know and and, and go to bed or like mm-hmm. if like the intro to quincy comes on you know like oh, you know, yeah. quincy medical examiner you know mm-hmm. that, that comes on then oh, yeah. you know you may as well just get in those boba fett underoos and to this day, I see Jack Klugman's face and I get tired because it's just a symbol to, to go to bed. It's, it's time to go to bed. Um, but see, the thing is, I've never seen those shows uh, because it, to watch those now, you have to have like the, the, the AARP tier of Netflix. And I, and I don't have that because they, they're not on regular Netflix. Like for some reason, you can't watch 1970s grown folks TV on regular Netflix for the most part. So um but see, you'll also notice that I said the Incredible Hulk in there, right? Yeah, like that was a grown folk show. Because, but see, you know, you're like, wait a minute, no, no, that's a kid's show. It's about it's about the Incredible Hulk. It's a comic book show, right? That was yeah. technically one of the first comic book shows, really. I mean, outside of like you know Batman, but yeah, um, I, yeah, I think so. But but now, see, that's that's the thing that that that, sh- that was a stealth grown folk show because like you watch that show and there's like three minutes of Hulk stuff in an hour TV, and the rest yeah. of it is just like Bill Bixby you know you know just talking to people and so trying to be on the run yeah yeah right yeah exactly so it, it's cool when the when the hulk's doing hulk stuff when he's like you know when he transforms and you know his his pants rip and he's on like the the wing of a biplane and he's breaking the biplane <laughs> that's real cool you know but like i i didn't want to see bill bixby walking around talking to people when i was a kid and um so but that was a show where you could you know you could go you know you could sneak off and go get your hot wheels and bring them out into the living room play with hot wheels you know, while he's, uh, while, you know, he's just walking around hitchhiking, you know, and then you're like, you look up when the Hulk stuff happens and then you go back to playing Hot Wheels at the end when that piano music starts. So, um, so, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> God, but you got any grown folks shows that, uh, that either that you liked or that you, but you got psyched out by, like, remember, like I got psyched out by, by, yeah. by the Hulk, but did you, were there any that psyched you out or that you really liked or anything? Man. Okay. To this day, I was talking about this recently, actually, to this day, I can always hear the Hill Street Blues soundtrack in my head yes yeah that's a good one and actually i went back and watched a little bit of that and it's a great show it really is um that's that's what i hear i hear it's i hear it's kind of a proto like uh like modern drama it it really is um and you know you kind of get that feeling of um early 80s uh you know inner city 
you know, police. Obviously, it's very dramatized, very, you know, it's very light and so on. But it it, it was really good. Um, but I'll tell you the one that I watched probably the most I got into when I was a little kid, you know, it was it was grown up people show is Cheers. Um Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was de- that was definitely grown folks, uh like grown folks TV. Fun, you know. I didn't get a lot of the references references when I was younger, but you know, as I got older and I get went back and watched a little bit of it, yeah, I mean it comes through really nicely. That's a good show. Yeah, okay, excellent show. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, any other like I, I know for a fact you are an avid Dallas fan. I am a huge fan of Dallas. Um I I, I honestly surprise me. I remember Dallas when I was a kid because uh, like I, I vividly remember the who shot Jr. thing and, yes. and wanting to follow that. I tried to watch Dallas when I was like six when this was going on, but I didn't get it because it was it was it, that was two grown folks. Like there, yeah. there wasn't anything anything to latch on. There weren't any hulks in that or anything. You couldn't latch onto <laughs> it when you were a kid. Yeah. But uh, but that was like a cultural phenomenon. You know that was like you know akin. The only thing I can compare it to now is like the finale for lost or like the last uh, few episodes of like game of thrones, where that was something that like everybody watched and it was a, it was yeah. a cultural thing. It's um, you know, there aren't a whole lot of shows like that anymore, but I mean, yeah, um, I am a huge fan of Dallas. Um, and I, but I came into it through the, the, the new series, actually, that was when I, when I latched onto yeah. it was uh, the new series came out, but it, it's a, it, it was really good because it, it gave you enough of the old show because it had all the original cast that were still alive. Okay. And, um, and it gave you enough of a bridge to that that when um, you know eventually I was like, well, I'm gonna, let me check out the original Dallas, and uh, it's really good. And uh, I actually, uh, you guys know that I'm a big fan of um, tabletop role playing games, and uh, I actually owned the uh, the actual uh, Dallas role playing game that was published in the uh, in the early '80s. I own a copy of that. And one of my yeah, holy grails of, of RPG collecting. Um, yeah, Dallas is really Dallas is real good stuff. Real good grown folk show. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, I, I I associate Dallas with uh, being a little more approachable, rather than you know there are other ones like not slanting Falcon Crest and all that sort of thing. You know, I just there was like they were way over my head, you know, kind of thing. But you know, Jr. It was uh, um, Jr. Ewing was kind of a um, a pop culture, you know, icon at the time. He was, he, he, he was, I, and uh, he's top tier bad guy also. He's a uh, spoiler for those of you who haven't seen a uh, 45 year old uh, uh, soap <laughs> opera, but top tier bad guy. And uh, I, I have a, I, and actually on my Christmas tree, I have a, uh, I have a J.R. Ewing Christmas ornament that plays the Dallas theme song. Also. Of course you do. Of course I do. Um, yeah, he's kind of like Lex Luthor of Dallas. In a way. He is. He, yeah, he, he's kind of. Uh, he's, he's like a proto Targaryen uh, sort of. Um, kind of is. You know, he has all the control. Stuff. He has all the money, and he. You know, it's yeah. like this whole struggle. Yeah. 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 yeah real good. Um, you know, one that psyched me out a lot though. Um, that, that got me every time. Um, at, at, when I was a kid, at three thirty, cartoons would uh, Tom and Jerry would come on, and I was a. I was an avid, I was a, a Tom and Jerry enthusiast when I was, when I was a child. Um, still am. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, that format. But mm-hmm. when that show was over, um, they would always, you know, I was like, oh, hopefully there's more cartoons coming on. And then there would be a cartoon intro and I'm like, ooh, more cartoons. And this cartoon um, uh, curtain would rise up and the cartoon dude would sweep for a minute. And then like, oh yeah. And it's like, Oh, cool. More cartoons. So what's this going to be about? And every time I got psyched out every day here, I, I was, you know, five, but Harold Burnett. Yep. Took to me. That's I'm right. like, oh, and no, this isn't what I want to watch at all. And uh, to this day, <laughs> I still I don't like Carol Burnett because of that. I've still never, never watched an episode of Carol Burnett because of I that. Mean, I, some of the best uh, comedians of, of the time, you know, were on that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of a shame. You know, she's, um, yeah, that was, that's, that's a really good show. It, it, I think it takes really, 
have an appreciation of uh, a little bit older comedy. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it was still a little slapsticky, a little um, vaudevillian in a way, but yeah, it holds up really nicely. So yeah, I mean, I, I get that for sure. Um, it's funny you talk about the Tonight Show. I, I love the Tonight Show. I'd stay up late to watch it, which, you know, wasn't really a kid's thing either, but you know. Yeah, but uh, you know, when he did the the uh, the psychic Oh God, I love that. Uh, thing off, I thought we always thought that was really funny. Even when I didn't yeah. get the jokes, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, but w- once I was old enough to appreciate those things, um, I, I was, I was kind of punk rock, and, and David Letterman was 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 the punk rock version of Johnny Carson. So I was I was a, <laughs> I was a Letterman guy once I, once I was cognizant enough to you know to appreciate late night show and because uh, you know he always had weirdos on there. You know it was like. Like Crispin Glover and like Madonna <laughs> doing weird stuff and like uh you know he promoted weirdo. really good music too. Yeah, 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 he really did. So um it's know. it's funny because uh my, my mom used to tell me like oh that, that guy's trash, you don't want to watch him. But he <laughs> had the best stuff on there. So yeah, <laughs> it, it was so it was so good. It was so good. So uh oh well, yeah, but uh yeah, any other grown folks shows you like? Um you know, honestly. Those are the two that really jump out at me. Like Mash was, you know, an icon of of the '80s, and I never really got into it because I didn't really understand the the a lot of the jokes. You know, I, I understand guy trying to get out of the uh, being in the army because he was you know, cross dressing or anything. I didn't get that joke. I didn't understand it. You know, I, I didn't get that either. I, I thought Klinger was funny. Oh, he's hilarious! Funny, but uh, and there were helicopters in it, and so I, I wanted to watch yeah. it because I thought it was going to be war stuff going on, but it was just like like doctors talking about stuff and yeah and like, being very you know, my, my grandma laughed and i was like yeah my grandpa thought it was hilarious because you know he yeah. was in yeah, <laughs> yeah he was in you know like world war ii and korea and vietnam so you know he thought yeah. it was hilarious but i'm like i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on in this um <laughs> yeah. so yeah but speaking of not know, knowing what's going on and in something uh hey i watched some transformers this week um yeah, watched, uh, yeah. speaking of um, uh things that were really really big in the 80s ninjas uh, <laughs> so this is enter the nightbird dude this oh my god this is, this is uh, hilarious i'm sorry i love this episode so much dude uh who man so <laughs> so we start off but they're actually they're putting security in the arc yeah i know I've finally ye- this is how many episodes that i've been yelling about them to do this so that's 20 episodes i'm like installing sensor panels for the floor you know what they didn't? What you know what they neglected to install here, though, a door. <laughs> There's still no door here. Um, they did, I, I noticed that later on they did put a camera in. There's a camera there. There's that, like a that, closer one, closer camera, like in the entrance that you mm-hmm. can easily sneak by. Apparently, yeah, yeah, and it, it's got like a really bad sweep. It's very Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, um, it is. It, it, you know, you lean against the wall. You push circle to lean against the wall, and then you you sneak in. So. Um, but yeah, so Will Jack's having everyone work on these little panels and, and install them. Not at all foreshadowing was, of what's coming. Um, this 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 guy shows up on uh, Teletran One. Optimus Prime, come quickly, Doctor Fujiyama, Fujiyama, the famous scientist. The famous scientist. Okay, so oh uh, oh, I'm like, sorry. I said I said this in the wrong way. This was Cliff Jumper speaking in his full Casey Kasem. Optimus Prime, come quickly! It's Doctor Fujiyama, the famous scientist. I thought he was going to start naming off the top forty. Oh, so good. Um, so yeah. 
that's the best sort of titles when you add the famous whatever at the yeah. end. Like, and it, it, it's a dumb thing that's actually part of my normal lexicon. I say that all the time, you know, just kind of kidding or just you know being silly or whatever. Yes, you do um, but when I hear it, when I hear someone else say it, it is the funniest thing. But um, but I decided that at some point we we really need to get really famous. We need to get rich doing this, doing this show, so that yeah. when when we when we're somewhere, they can be like, oh my god, there's. Ed, the, the famous podcaster. Like I, I, I demand this title at some point in my life. I need this to happen. It'll so, happen. um, yeah, we need to start churning out more content here, dude. Yeah, well, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. All right, man. We're on. <laughs> so, uh, there's this the famous like, scientist. Yes, and there's this whole exchange with them, and uh, they ask if the uh, Decepticons could eavesdrop on them, and I'm like, everybody <laughs> goes, "Oh, not likely." Like, what? So, Is he not be paying attention. When Dr. Fujiyama, the famous scientist, asks this, yeah. he he gets real close. So he's like, like they're talking over a video monitor. So they're like <laughs> 1980s FaceTiming here. Um, but when he asks about about this, he gets real close to the monitor, and like he looks both ways, like real real paranoid and conspiratorial. Like this is how when a racist person tells you a racist joke, that's how they <laughs> always start out. They always like, hey man, you want to hear a joke? <laughs> Look left, look right. Okay. And, uh, and All right, I don't want to hear so those jokes. Well. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear those jokes. <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's, the Welsh. that's legit, y'all. That's, that's yeah. I don't want to hear those jokes at all. Um, <laughs> so, so we, uh, we zoom. Oh, not oh, God. likely. <laughs> not likely. What? So uh, he's at the Hall of Justice, another Hall of Justice, because he was there. Somebody was at a different Hall of Justice last week. Oh, and I, 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 I gotta jump here real quick. Okay. Did you see? There was this pan of all the Autobots, and they're all sitting there like side jawed <laughs> and wide eyed. They're hearing about what's happening, where they're going, and what this guy is working on. They are so, and they start ribbing each other like, "Oh, see, this is gonna be really bad." But okay, we'll go anyways. But so you, you know, they're that... surprised or they're like they're confused. Like, is he really? doing this i don't know what's going on <laughs> so anyways yeah i'm sorry carry on there uh, yeah i mean I, I guess halls of justice were mm -hmm. the the architectural standard for any uh any important building at this point is uh, we've seen a lot of domes with uh with like logos across the front yeah. of them in, in this show which is uh which is which is fine it was it was good this one looked, it was almost like hall of doomish though it was uh, or like uh what was yeah. that what was that what it was called the hall of doom uh that was the um God, we're coming out of the swamp. It was like in the big... swamp, yeah. A legion. Yeah, like, you don't talk. It was like a big. What? Well, it was legion. I don't know. I don't know if they had it. like Hall of Doom. Maybe it was maybe. called the Hall of Doom. But it was like it was like a big multi-faced Darth Vader head that would pop up out of the. It was, it was actually. Yeah. So uh, I gotta say, the inside of this place reminds me of the old Bayfront Auditorium in Pensacola. It looked really, really ostentatious on the outside. The inside is like, oh, it's just like a like, like a this... community theater place. Okay. Yeah, like this is it. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> folding wooden chairs uh, here. Seriously. Um, Ratchet goes, uh, they're talking about what they're going to unveil. And Ratchet goes, I wonder if batteries are included. <laughs> and uh, Optimus so pissed. Optimus Prime was mad. This chastises him. Dude, like, we're not here to crack jokes. He was, God, this dude was so yeah. mad about them cracking jokes. And uh, <laughs> like, I kind of felt bad for him because it was, you know, yeah. Optimus Prime's usually, you know, just like, serious but he was this was just like beyond beyond this yeah was, they got they felt real bad so i gotta ask something they unveil 
the female ninja robot. For, for one thing, okay, why does it matter if she is female? It's a ninja. Can, robot. can a robot have a gender? Oh well, well okay. Well, we'll come that. We'll put a pin in that one for later on. Okay, but uh, yeah. So why does it matter? It's a female ninja robot. Okay, first of all, this this episode already has two of the best things for a kid in the eighties: ninjas, robots, mm-hmm. robots. Right. Yeah, we're we're, 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 we're your, about to hit peak eighties. Robots. Yeah, we're, we're about to hit, hit peak 80s uh, stuff here. Um, and uh, so when they pull that, they pull a tarp off of this thing, right? Because it's huge. It's like it's like probably about 20 feet tall, I guess. And when they pull the tarp off, it makes like a mechanical sound like so somehow I don't know how I don't know why it made the sound pulling it off. But um, the oil their uh, pulley system. I, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, um, they, they pan through the crowd and uh, April O'Neil from Ninja Turtles is in the crowd. I did she's not see the, that. Yeah, I saw the covering it. She's in there. Yeah, she's a really good reporter. Reporter, she's covering this. Uh, she's covering this thing here. Did you see? Um, okay, so Jazz is completely hip to what's going on. Yeah, I read about them. Ninjas were deadly assassins. <laughs> he has this long drawn out ninja. He was really, yeah, he was really into this. Doc, you heard about ninjas? Uh, <laughs> so oh like David Crosby stands up and says, "Why build a ninja robot, Doctor? Isn't that dangerous?" Oh man, that was the end. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was short haired. David Crosby. So yeah, so the doc, so Doctor Fujiyama, the famous uh, scientist, is uh, he goes into this whole thing about oh no 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 she's not meant for assassinations like why in God's well, name did you build ninja. a ninja then <laughs> that's the primary job of a ninja like that, that reminds me of the end of American Ninja have you, ever seen, you ever seen American Ninja with Michael Dudikoff dude how many years ago probably yeah like, like like total bottom tier eighties action film yeah, yeah. I, which I which Great I love. Video. Um, yeah. There's a really good one with a there's a really good uh, beach fight scene in that where um, a bunch of ninjas attack him, but he's wearing a, a body glove wetsuit and he fights all these ninjas <laughs> on a body glove. <laughs> I cannot remember that movie. I know uh, oh, I've seen it. It's an American Ninja Two, I think. But um, oh, I'm sorry. But uh, yes, I have seen all of the all of the entire I, I, I have zero of American Ninja films. I have zero doubts you've seen all the American Ninja movies. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a connoisseur of the American Ninja yes, films. You are. So <laughs> at the end of one of them, I think it's one or two. Uh, Michael Dudikoff, the American Ninja, is uh, is leaving, and he's talking to his. He's getting on about to get on an airplane. The the, the mission's over, the adventure's over, and is um and it's like kind of the lighthearted like, ha see you later, buddy. Uh, we, that was a, sure was a cool adventure we got into. And so his friend goes, see you later, American Ninja. Just don't kill me. <laughs> and so <laughs> Michael Dudikoff goes, a real ninja only kills in honor for self defense. No, he doesn't. I was like, what are you talking about? What is a what is what does an assassin mean to you? How honorable is, is it to be an assassin? Your job is you kill for money. That's not self-defense. That's not honorable. And and then besides, back to the episode, if he didn't build her for battle or assassinations, why is she carrying a pair of nunchucks and, and like a lightsaber? Just size on her on her wrists. Yeah. And and there's two lightsabers. She has like Gundam beam sabers on her back. Yeah, she does. Well, mm-hmm. Okay, why? Because ninjas are cool, and uh, he's obviously a man of culture, uh, Doctor Fujiyama. So if he's going to make a robot, he's going to make scientist. a robot ninja. Doctor Fujiyama, the famous scientist. Yeah, the famous scientist, of course. Famous, yeah, the famous scientist. Um, but what happens? Trailbreaker is sitting in front of a door, and that slow melt. You know, you like you see like in uh in you know metal doors starts happening, and he gets blown across the uh, auditorium. And it's like it's rumble and frenzy, and uh, I can't remember who says it. It's, it's that dyn- dyn- dynamical delinquent rumble. 
Yeah, something like something like that. And yeah, metal, they, they were, I don't know. They were real bottom tier uh, Transformers insults. I didn't even bother to write them down. They were so bad. Oh, I had um, to write it down because otherwise I'd forget this beauty. Yeah. Um, Laserbeak breaks through and he's got the TIE Fighter sound again. Nice. 100%. So, you know, okay, this, this is what kills me. So they were just blasting in, in this auditorium. Jazz is trying to fire back at Rumble and his punk friend, Frenzy. And Optus stops him because he might hurt the humans, even though, like, the punks are shooting everywhere everybody everywhere yeah they're, they're yeah they're they're blowing this whole place it's like a, almost like a canopy they're taking the top of this dome off um oh yeah you know something else uh here's a little foreshadowing for you also that um uh that nightbird has megatron's uh color scheme so so we, we know where this is going <laughs> 100%. <laughs> like like it, it, he, she's gray and purple we know where this is going right just, my um, favorite scene of this though megatron kool-aid man's right through the wall oh yeah <laughs> he does. He's just like knocking the wall out of the way. <laughs> oh, so th- this whole place starts collapsing. Like a GN does like gnome inside, I guess. Starts collapsing, and uh, somebody uh, has some rubble fall on them. Some rubble, not rumble. Rubble fall on them, and the girders have me pinned. I don't know. I think it was <laughs> Ironhide. Ironhide. Yeah, this yes. was real funny. And uh, Optimus Prime goes to save him, but uh, who man? Uh, <laughs> Megatron shoots him in the back here. And Optimus Prime gets totally housed, but I, I don't know if they used the wrong voice here or something. It's but it's like, voice. I heard that too. It was like, hur, hur. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Christopherson came out of Optimus Prime's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you went, you went flying. Oh. Um, so, it was okay. Uh, this th- thing next though, the jets like cut the top of the dome, like a can opener. It pull like grappling hooks, yank it open like a top. And they, they like, <laughs> this is a line. Star screen goes, we're not staying long, auto boobs. Auto we just came boobs. to pick up a friend. <laughs> oh, oh, that was, that was good. Yeah, they were they were because they were like hovering also, and it was like yeah. you know, they were like dropping. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty cool. Um, so they they, they steal the ninja robot, which was uh, which we saw where that was going. Yeah, of course. Um, so apparently, but they have a new base though. They have they moved. Very low key base. It's very low. It's, <laughs> you can't see. You would never know they're there. It's not, not like a giant purple Decepticon symbol carved into the side of a mountain. Base. But the door to get in is uh, it, it's rocks, and uh, Sound Soundwave has to light up the symbol on his chest like he's uh, in Superman two, <laughs> and um, and that makes the makes it opens these rocks, and then there's a door that's shaped like a rupee from uh, Legend of Zelda, um, and that opens up so they can get in. That's how they get in. This is wait, dude. They've got double doors here. Dude, these guys have it figured out. The Autobots don't have any doors. The best part is they are as as uh, stealthy as Cobra is with their bases. You know, Cobra oh, yeah. always puts a giant Cobra on the top of the base. Mm-hmm. They don't know how GI Joe finds them. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Oh, Most of those terror drones we had uh, around with Cobra symbols on every radar dish we had. Right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah that's my, my line the septicons have a really low-key secret base now uh, <laughs> I, thought, I, I mean i, I mean I, i'm all for it i think it's stylish oh it's it's extremely stylish it's very 80s villain uh so apparently bombshell is the new decepticon equivalent to, to uh wheeljack he's like taking pieces out shoving these big things in her chest in a in it doesn't fit he's just like pushing this power thing inside of uh nightbird's chest yeah he, he pulled an Atari cartridge out of there, and uh, he but he replaced it with a metal football, and uh, and then he put another Atari cartridge in the, in the back of her head. So yeah. I don't know why he didn't just use those little little pellets he had last time. He had the like he had those little pellets. He could have just used that for, yeah, at, yeah. At, at the thing. He could they could have done it at the stadium, at the home yeah, of justice. Know, I guess 
and not have to they didn't have to break blow up the thing or open up the can opener or anything like that well, apparently he had to like put in like a uh like a really high i he had to put like a lithium battery in there because he was using like a triple a or something like that in dr fujiyama so he, he put like a full-on heavy duty lithium battery in the middle mm. of the chest triple or output apparently a triple okay so i gotta jump to this real quick we wonder where the Autobots are getting all their energy from because they don't have to steal it. Well, okay. So they established early on and like at the end of the, of the original movie. miniseries that the Earth gave the, the Autobots all basically control of the world's energy, right? Yeah. So her mission is to steal the world energy chip from the Autobots and then kill the Autobots, of course, because oh, like, like 20 Decepticons can't do that. They had one. She can't even transform. What, 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 what's she doing here? The, okay, I gotta say though, I I really like how um un, under the console it's actually labeled World Energy Chip. <laughs> it's it was. like steal this right here. This arrow is pointing. Um, yeah. So this is big green. I, I don't know. It's like it was a World Energy Relay. Is what right. it was. It, it, was, was huge. it was a giant relay. They yanked. She yanked out of the out of the Teltran one. Yeah, it looked like a. Uh, it was real wide, like a like a Neo Geo cartridge. If you, it if was, you ever do a that's great. Had a Neo callback to that. Yeah. Um, uh, but so but back at the uh, at the destroyed at the now destroyed Hall of Justice though, like Mirage comes up with this shaky voice and he it's Optimus Prime and he's like, "The damage report is not too good, Prime." And so Optimus Prime is standing in these crumbling ruins. It looks like Warhammer terrain, and he just goes, "All right, well let's transform and roll out." <laughs> like the okay, I gotta say something real real quick. Probably because I'm in I'm I'm dealing with like uh, science you know hierarchy in, in my schooling. Uh, Doctor Fujiyama makes sure Optimus knows that he has no doctorate, Mister Prime. <laughs> oh, he did, didn't he? <laughs> he did. You're no oh. Doctor Prime. You're Mister Prime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just <wow>. died. <laughs> like, whoa! He said you didn't finish your degree, Optimus. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Huh? Yeah. All right. I, I wonder I, if like Dr. Pepper pulls out with Mr. Pibb. I wonder if he just constantly doesn't. He doesn't call yeah, him by his full Christian. Call him man. by his Dr. first name. Dr. Pepper's a doctor. Right. He's got a PhD yeah. in flavor. So, <laughs> so I'll just probably mention something about some injured or whatever. And so apparently that the wounded were just uh, was just like brawn that he's like holding his shoulder. Like, oh man, that oh that's another. Okay. So they just that's going to come in this, much later. But uh, anyways, go ahead. They just abandoned this war zone. They're just like. See you later. We got. We got to go. We got to get out of here. Um, well, we can't break any more here. I guess we'll leave. So yeah. So yeah. He hops in ratchet and uh, but um, so the, but then we cut back to the arc and here's Nightbird singing in the dead of night. She busts into the arc like she's Solid Snake and this is really cool because I'm a big I'm a big Metal Gear fan. Okay. By the way, I gotta ask you. Did you realize they had done that much infrastructure building inside the inside Mount St. Hillary inside this uh this wannabe Mount St. Helens. They had the whole inside of this volcano, all like metal, you know, they had a, a, an elevator going from like, I don't know where, maybe spark plug and like Wheeljack have a rec room up in the top floor. I don't know. But uh, they, they're like, they have this whole system that we've never seen before. Apparently that's the they, ship. That, that's just the ship though, isn't it? Um, well, I don't know. Went up inside the volcano is all I know. Uh, Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe uh... they've been busy. They just they didn't show off their stuff. They're not they're not very bl- you know, blingy with their uh their stuff in the base. I guess oh. they could put a door. I guess on the front though. Be really Still can't put a door on the front. Put a, they have out. Put a top on the volcano. My God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man. What's uh? 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, like putting a sauna in your house without having a with a leaky roof. Yeah. So, is it, yeah. So, but she's all over this place, man. She's got like magnets in her feet, and um, she's you know de- defeating all of. She's like Catherine Zeta Jones and Entrapment. She's getting past oh, all these lasers yeah. and. Hundred percent. This is cool. Um, the Autobots find her though, and she's got her hands turned into into like buzz saws. Will be. I gotta say before that happens though, Mirage finds her in a dark hallway and she throw punches him. He starts gasping and like choking. Yeah, then he's she, then she summarily beats the ever loving hell out of him. She's just like bam, 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 and he's just standing there in the hallway like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she totally dude she houses every one of these guys she takes them all out this is great oh, yeah um and, and, then, she, and then she escapes with the uh with, with the chip she has the, the neo geo cart and she escapes and uh we blast her off of a mountain yeah and on those problems like oh she was playing roboto possum roboto possum <laughs> so dude she does this whole like dazzler routine it disappears she spins and does like the whole sparky lighty show and she's gone like oh Oh, where'd she go? Yeah, that's the whole Roboto Possum. Roboto po- uh, Roboto Possum. She has a oh, lightsaber. She, she stole his uh, gun. She's, yeah, she stole Optimus Prime's gun. She has and, a lightsaber with the sound effects, like yes. with the full blown, like like lifted from, yes, like Star Wars sound effects. And the best part about this is Optimus Prime is suddenly an expert on, on ninjas. She's like, oh, it is said that a ninja likes to take a uh, souvenir from souvenir from the. The enemies battle or fights or I don't I don't know I don't know where that that that's that's some trash that came from like one of the like Shokasugi movies or something like oh, that. 100 like, only a ninja can kill a ninja. Like, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, but so she she has this lightsaber and she's dueling with Optimus Prime and instead she has like a, a, it's a stick of ultimate destruction when you have a lightsaber and like just wave it around. She hits him with the back of the of the hilt and, and to knock him out. Like, where is his axe, by the way? His laser axe. This would have been a perfect axe versus. That's all my notes. So where is his laser axe now? Oh my god! So, but they they are they are chasing her up through the inside of this this uh this like cave and stuff. And who is the only one who can't jump up to the cliff? A cliff jumper. jumper. Yeah. yeah, apparently that was an intentional joke in the uh, the the writers put in there or the animators put in there. Yeah, the only one who could just jump up there is Cliff Jumper. No kidding. No, All no right. kidding. Yeah, All I was right. talking. I was talking to uh, Taboo about that earlier. Oh, um, right. but so okay, there's this whole thing where um, you know, Megatron is uh is saying that he's replacing Starscream and and um and there's a whole thing going on and. He cages Starscream in this like electro net thing that apparently he was made for the Autobots. And Starscream turns into the kid from the Babadook. He's like, ah. he's freaking out inside this cage. It was yeah. the weirdest thing. He just has a temper tantrum while, uh, you know, Megatron takes everyone else out there to go, you know, rescue her and, you know, save the day kind of thing for, you know, uh, for Nightbird, <laughs> I, it was the best thing ever. I've never seen him. I, you know, I've watched the show a lot. I don't remember him freaking out like this. He's usually <laughs> like conniving. It's only he just loses it. Ah! And Dude, this so, that was so funny. It was um, great. Somebody, somebody called him Nitro Nose. <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of zingers in this one, and not all of them landed. But I, I did like Nitro. <laughs> Nitro Nose was really good. Um, and uh, so. 
we, we flash back to the Autobots and somebody says something like that they, they've stolen the chip that itemizes the world's energy supply. Yeah. It itemizes the world's energy supply. They stole an Excel file. Yeah, I was about to say that. that was all they, they stole Excel a, file from all the XLS is what they, what they stole here. So um, that was the lamest chip. And it was pretty, it was pretty bad. It was, yeah, that was really anticlimactic there. But, um, but however, uh, we come to find out that, um, Optimus Prime ends up with her, with her lightsaber. Yep. And, um, but she has a tractor beam also. And she takes it back. But then we find out that she has two of them on her back. So she could have just, why did she even, why don't I keep it Optimus Prime? Uh, like I have another one and I'm really good at fighting with these things. Anyway. And look, if someone took my, my lightsaber, I'd be pissed. Same. Even if I had, I don't two. care if I had two others. I want my lightsaber back. You That's a good point. Um, she's also got like a ton of like shirkin and every she defeats every move the Autobots have with these things. It's like yeah. like use your this blaster. She's throwing shirkins into and jam them up. Jazz it's comes cool. out with speakers and she jams up speakers with with throwing stars. How cool is it? Like panels inside of her chest. She just like pulls out handfuls of shirkin. Just but it it wasn't meant to be like an aggressive like you know you know ninja that was supposed to you know, do anything bad but she's she not built for battle for days she's not built for battle at all she's not built for battle now no no no. you can tell from this that she's not built for battle because she's real bad at it dr fujiyama's going i shouldn't have loaded all the shuriken inside of her that was a mistake who said, who said that oh no i'm saying that's dr fujiyama's probably thinking that at the back of who? this fujiyama. fujiyama the famous scientist the famous oh, okay. scientist you know yeah, the one scientist. i'm talking about yeah yeah oh that one uh, i didn't know I she should have the given famous... her this the three uh lightsabers i shouldn't have given her this sigh I should have made, made, should have made like rotary saws come out of her hands. That was a bad idea too. <laughs> Not built for battle. Not uh, built for battle. But uh, it was just added features. Dude, so Megatron is watching her do this stuff on the villain screen, and he is just going. He's losing his mind. Dude, dude this is like, this is what it's like. Okay, so you see this? If you ever come over and hang out with me and watch like New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. like this is what I'm like when I'm what like in the middle of like. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus uh, like uh, Cassiori Shibata or, or or something like this. This is this is this is 100 me when I'm watching like like a big a big title match. Like especially like the, the last like 10 minutes of this match, I'm just going nuts. Like I can see. So that. yeah, um, I, I've seen you go crazy about things. I can totally see that. Um, well, so- my rating scale for a, for a match is how long did I stand up during the match? Like, <laughs> yeah, like because I'll be I'll, like I, I gotta stand up like. Football uh, game too, you know. Watch football, yeah, hundred well, percent. Football, football. I'm like, hundred percent. I gotta stand up and stomp around and like stare at the screen, like, like, come on. That's, you good. Know, That's a good match. Stomp around the room. That's a great game. Exactly. Good match. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so somehow they get the chip out of uh, Nightbird. Yeah, and... she's like carrying it and they knocked it out of her hand and like there's a big scuffle about it and you know uh, and. I can't remember who grabs it, it and it, she knocks it flies out. up in the air, and then Optimus Prime grabs it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the literally the next scene is him turning around to look at at uh, Megatron, and it's not in his hand anymore. No, he he, he palmed that thing. He's like done. Maybe he did. Maybe he put it in. Maybe he put it in the in the driver's seat. Uh, open the door. Put it in, in the driver's seat. Like, been in there. No one. Yeah, no one knows knows the wiser. It's fine. It's in there. It's safe now. It's Good the world enough. energy Excel file. He needs that with him. At all times, so well, dude, I will say they they, they, they honestly they, they did kind of clarify that though because they said they said what what the information is in that file is how you access all these different things. So basically, it's I guess it would probably be like sort of like um like like passcodes for like uh like like 
hydroelectric dams and um, yeah, which makes you know, sense. like the security codes for uh, like nuclear power plants, that kind of thing. It, it, and honestly, it does kind of make sense as much as I, I make fun of it, and you know, as much as it's like, oh, they stole a <laughs> they stole the spreadsheet. Like, well, but, honestly, that is kind of an important spreadsheet. I mean, like, you, you uh, think like the uh, the the world leaders would give to someone who had a front door? It, there's got to be some like, look, man, we, look, Autobots, we want to help you out here, but we, we like we need some kind of security safeguards here, guys. The kid who hangs out with you brings in Decepticons uh, in in their in their tape mode. There's there's like there's giant metal birds who perch and listen to you guys. There's 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 metal panthers that go and list. You guys got to have some sort of thing. All the time. Yeah, well. All the time. And there, there's, there's like, there's Decepticon spies just hanging out behind a rock, listening to you guys when you walk in your garage door. Constantly. It happens all the time. We have to have a talk here. But, yeah. Starscream uh, manages to get out of this. He shoots a missile and gets out of this prison. Yeah. A missile that doesn't explode, which is pretty cool. Um, out He's of his wrist. Watching. He's watching microphone. everything on the villain CRT, by the way. He, he yeah, he was. And so, but, but the battle, he's watching the battle between the Autobots and Decepticons. And like, Optimus Prime is just like distraught and he's like like Megatron, you fiend. But the Autobots <laughs> were winning the battle. Yeah. Like they had this, they had the the, the the cartridge and they had everything. They were winning. Like, why was he why was he? I mean, yes, Megatron is a fiend. That is not a matter of dispute. But I don't know why he was so desperate to call him a fiend when it was like you're already winning the you're winning the fight, and bro. It's like, all about posturing. 100 percent posturing. I guess, man. He, he um, did his whole his best Captain America talk, calling out, you know, the Red Skull. Yeah, I guess he was cutting a promo while he was doing it. Totally, hundred percent. So, um, speaking of wrestling, we 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 got a wrestling match here. Um, yeah. Nightbird hit a suplex and she hit a <laughs> jumping sidekick. Uh, this was this was pretty cool. This was about the amount of wrestling I wanted out of a ninja. Um, and then the Autobots like capture. They beat the Decepticons. They capture, take her back, and then Doctor Fujiyama, the famous scientist. Locks her up forever, but okay. I know she is a robot. Mm-hmm. She's a ninja robot, right? Um, she has like the face of like Sub Zero. She has like like that mask thing going on. I, I don't. That was really impressive that he got that to happen. He he made that. He pulled that off. Yeah, she yeah she did have kind of because she had like the like the like the the mouth and nose covering, but she had mm-hmm. like very like uh, like organic looking like <laughs> like skin around the eyes almost. But uh, but then we but we get the of course we get the you know they lock her up in this like. Right chamber and then it's like but you get the glowing eyes or or yeah. uh and amazingly like, through all of that she's not really damaged what? no she wasn't damaged well that was the thing is like dr fujiyama the famous scientist was really concerned about them not damaging her because the parts were irreplaceable what's he gonna do with it he's gonna lock her forever what's he gonna do with her why does it matter he's gonna research. he's gonna lock her up what's up he's gonna research and uh you know honestly we gotta ask why did he stress that she's female that, I don't want to make any generalizations crazy. here, but um, because Japan. Oh, okay, okay. That, 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 that's this is this is the country that gave us uh, Legend of the Overfiend. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, this okay. Us, this country gave us the, the the video game with with a butt that you poke. Oh, you're right. Actually, you're right. Um, I, I yeah. actually have seen I've seen pictures of that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. uh, and, and again, I'm not trying to make a gross generalization here, but I mean, like, it's a, I, as much as I love anime, I love you know, yeah, uh, lots of these things. Yeah. I you know, there's some weird stuff that comes out of there. So, right there with you, I completely yeah. agree with you. Um, yeah. you know, I'm gonna get canceled wrong. for this. Uh, I'm I'm ready to be canceled, uh, and uh, so you guys can <laughs> you guys can cancel me for saying that. Yeah. Um, you just spoke truth. But I don't. I don't understand why he was so concerned about her not being hurt. 
Because oh, he wanted to use her for research. He, he's he, not he, researching he, her. He just locked her up forever. He said, I'm locking her up forever. He's not going to do anything. He's she's locked up forever. How's he going to research her? He's going to run a cat scans on her for 50 years? Well, I mean, he left He left the big uh, metal football inside of her, too. They, well, that was what the eyes were. That's what eyes were glowing. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, whatever. You know something else, though? She never said a single word in this entire... No. She failed. The, the, there's no the, there's no Bechdel test here for this, for Transformers, period. I can't even... You can't even rate it. Well, you know, guys, let's say she's also a ninja. Ninjas are silent. Well, ninjas are the silent killers. Right? Yes, they are the silent Not killers. Not just diabetes, also ninjas. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, uh, you know... Um, Dr. Fujiyama is the famous scientist, so he would know this. Science. Yes. Um, he would know. scientist we've never heard of before. Oh, we've been down there. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, Apparently, um, he's, you know, he, he's got the, the number to the arc, so um, just, that's important, though. The FaceTime number for the arc. Yeah, yeah. So you, 100%. So, so th- they, but they intimate at the end of this that, you know, like, oh, she's not, she's still cognizant of what's going on. So, uh, but can may I venture a guess that we never see this character again Ever in again. all of Transformers? Ever again. Oh, now I will. I'll tell you that um, there's a people love to write fan fiction, so we'll leave that there. But also, this uh, not not this character, obviously, but this named character is in the new um, Transformers live action movie coming out. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a character called Nightbird, and it looks like she is a um, female um, transforming um, assassin. So, oh, cool. You know, they they love to rehash those uh, trademarks to make sure they stay fresh. Um. So yeah, you'll never see her again. It's done. It was a one-off. Did, did she ever show up in like like uh like the comic books or anything like that or like the like the new comic books? Did anybody ever like pick that? Um, I feel like that's something that's ripe for being picked up and 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 having like a hmm. like a thing happen or something like they, that. They 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 brought up figures of her again, like toys and stuff. But I I I don't want to say no because I, I I there's too many comics I haven't got you know read all of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, but I may be wrong. So you know if you know if if I'm wrong, someone show up to the Discord and tell me I'm wrong. Um, but oh, yeah, they will. yeah, I know, I know <laughs> they will. Yeah, hundred percent. I've probably forgotten more than I'll ever know again about Transformers. So, uh, um, but yeah, it is a one-off. Uh, she doesn't show back okay. up at the show at all. It's done. Okay. Dr. Fujiyama has his uh, ninja robot, a female ninja robot. Dr. Fujiyama, the famous scientist. Yes, he's a famous scientist. Please address uh, him by his full title, please. Yeah, I, I apologize, Dr. Fujiyama, the famous scientist. Famous scientist. Right. Um, yeah, he's gonna have to refill our shuriken, I guess. Just in case I should put her down. God, that makes. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, look, early eighties. What did we all want to be in the early eighties? I wanted to be a ninja. Kids across from three from me wanted to be a ninjas. Um, kids want to be ninjas or wrestlers. Or, Dude, you know. okay, look, there were like ninjas were such a thing. People people forget either forget this or they they don't remember these things. Uh, uh, they don't remember it or like they're not old enough for to have experienced this, but there were multiple ninja magazines that oh, came yeah, out every month to, to deal with ninja things. There were, there were, there was that many ninjas on the face of the earth in the, in the 80, in the early to mid eighties that like multiple, there was multiple journalistic attempts to fought, to follow all of the, the inner workings of the ninja. hundred percent. I mean, there was the American ninja. There was American ninja, right? Yes. There was, uh, there, there was enter the ninja. Yes, there was revenge wow. of the ninja. Oh, uh, Ninja Three: The Domination. God, Ninja I'm not the Domination is fantastic. That's a fantastic movie. That is, yeah, that movie is absolutely yeah. amazing. I'm, I'm sure it is. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just in awe of your, um, of your um, amazing uh, knowledge of uh, ninja movies, along with the American ninja movies. Um, very, you know, I'm not at all shocked. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, hundred percent pure respect. 
Um, we, uh, we'll have to start a thread on, the, on Discord about the uh, about, yeah, the, about, about ninja films. Um, <laughs> Because uh, I, I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, shocker. I'm a, I'm a fan. I, man, if if it's if it's Saints football, if it's uh, if it's um, ninjas, and if it's uh, wrestling, you're you're there. You're there. I'm or there. tabletop games. Or tabletop game. Or tabletop games. You're, you're there. Um, um so yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so, so what you thought about the episode? Give me your rating, oh, man. So th- this was like like we said. This was this is peak 1985. Mm-hmm. Like we had robots. We had ninjas. We had a Japanese dude. We had like a, a Japanese scientist. That the, was that was a real famous that scientist. Was a, that was a, that, a famous scientist. We that was a but uh, Japanese people were that was like a I don't want to say a novelty, but that was like a oh man that was that's real cool in the eighties. That was real cool if you were you know if you're Japanese because you know, you knew some you knew things that white people didn't know back then. You know that Westerners <laughs> didn't know. So um, that was real cool. This was this was a this was a big big. Uh, yeah, yeah, big peak eighty five here, um, man. Uh, like, oh god, uh, adult brain is gonna have to go. I had a lot of fun watching this. I had a, I had a lot of fun watching this one as an adult. Um, th- that that said, there like uh, th- there was some Orientalism in here that was just kind of like ah, and it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it was it, it, and it was definitely a product of of the nineteen eighties. Like you know, like I was saying. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, me, me me acknowledging this undoes some of the canceling that 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 I got that, that happened to me a few minutes ago here. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but um, <clears throat> is it like adult brain for, for that kind of stuff because it's kind of like um, gonna yeah. have to go like oh man like I don't know two and a half famous scientists out of five. Yeah. However, however, <laughs> kid brain here is is all in on this um absolutely loved it i was obsessed with ninjas when i was a kid um you know it's the it, it's the ninja bell curve where you're you know it's like uh, you, you know it's like you know you're a certain age it's ninjas 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 and then it, it, it slides into cars and girls and then you get to a certain age where it goes back it slides back into ninjas and i, and I I'm, I'm i'm fully uh, I'm, I'm fully back into the ninja camp these days so uh, i I'm, I'm past the bell curve uh, except you of, of be of being in, in my 20s and um and uh, I'm, I'm totally back on team ninja i was totally into uh like you know uh you know and i like that so kid brain here oh has to go Ooh, man um you know some, we had some good fights in it uh we had lightsabers in this we had star wars references we had um, of star wars sounds Star Wars sounds uh, <laughs> oh god we had roboto uh, roboto possums in this Kid Brain's gonna have to go four and a half. Ooh, what flea market flea market throwing stars out of five? <laughs> Kid Brain was a hundred percent bought in. I, I was in the Ninja Cult. I'm still in the Ninja Cult. Uh, absolutely adored this episode. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and even even Adult Brain um, only dings it on the on the weird uh, like. The, on the weird pseudo cultural insensitivity here so this was a this was a blast i really i really liked it um and uh um and I, this week i'm probably gonna have to end up watching um a, at least pray for death or ninja three the domination so of course obviously as you would of course. Uh, yeah i mean honestly uh this is one of those episodes that it's it's almost like a, a bit of infamy uh as far as uh transformers fans goes because it's such a weird episode man 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a product of the '80s, and being that we are products of the '80s, it was a great episode. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Even like the little things, like the the cliff jumper joke, you know. But <laughs> then, like Optimus Prime with his weird knowledge of ninja suddenly. I don't know if he just like he downloaded some like ninja movies. Like he downloaded like you know Ninja Three: The Domination. Um, the I don't know. I, I it was a lot of fun, even with the the obvious, you know. Oh, Japanese scientist. Uh, the whole angle thing going on. I loved it. Ed. Honestly, I, it easily with everything involved, it's easily three and a half out of five um, uh, lightsabers that uh, you don't actually even have to use. Uh, so it hundred percent, it was a fun episode. Um, it was, it was actually well animated. It was, I, I loved listening to Starscream pull the Babadook kid in the, in the, in the cage. A hundred percent. Great. Seeing him get jealous and go, you know, though a tantrum. Love it all, oh, 100%. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, honestly, love it. And, um, you know, that said, uh, I'm gonna wrap this up by saying, hey, once again, everyone, thank you. Um, hey, um, I want to say welcome to the Discord trigger. Uh, like having you here. Um, cool posting art and stuff in the Discord, really cool. Um, does he, he was coming into the Discord, you know, Ed and I are, you know, a couple older gentlemen, uh, so uh, he comes in and says, oh, I'm probably younger than all of you. doesn't matter. I don't care if you're, you know, 18 or you're, you know, 50. Have fun. It's also all about being, you know, a you know, fan of the of the, uh, the franchise and uh, community and stuff. So please, um, you know, check out in the show notes, uh, the Discord link, if you'd like. And join the smallest but growing community. Um, so, you know, if you have a podcast app uh, that you can, like, you know, if you wouldn't mind, good rating on there, you know, say something to us on the, you know, give us a little review. If you watch the YouTube feed, you know, give us a thumbs up. Um, that'd be amazing. It'd help others come across us or share a link with a friend. I think that's how Trigger actually found it. He's uh, someone shared him a link said you'd like the show, which he seems to, um, you know, so, which is great. That's, that's actually how the things get out. Cause you know, being that Ed is not the famous podcaster yet, uh, my, myself either. Um, it's it would be important to give, live his dream. You see it through. Help us, help us get to help help yeah. me earn this title, guys. Yes, uh, yeah. famous podcast. I, I, really, I really need this. Uh, uh, so yeah. Um, and if you just want to send an email, if you don't want to join any kind of community, cool, that's fine. Uh, I know. Um, you know, people are kind of weird about getting involved in you know communities. They don't you know they're kind of you know apprehensive. Send us an email. Uh, more than meets these guys at Gmail or Ed hates Transformers at Gmail. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Ed, you have any fall, you know, things that end us up with, uh, you know, quotes or anything like that? Hey, nobody calls Soundwave uncrasimatic. Oh yeah, from the '86 uh, movie. Is it okay? And uh, I, you know, I, I can hear all these lines in my head. Oh yeah. Hey, no one calls Soundwave uncrasimatic. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, well, into there, guys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see y'all next week. Takes out of here, man. Roll out. Thank you. See you later, guys.